Welcome to Sylvia Sisson's podcast, episode two. My name is Sylvia Sisson. I am a medium clairvoyant. I'm originally from Switzerland, born and raised there, but moved in 99 to the United States and then have been in business for over 10 years. I'm based in Warwick, Rhode Island, doing intuitive work on various levels, such as workshops and group events and one-on-one readings. When I'm not working, I love spending time with my husband and kids, and you can find me gardening, running, or at the gym. And I decided to create a podcast because many of you asked me to do it. And as always, I asked my guide for help with this project and the help arrived a few weeks ago when one of my clients, who is a communication expert, offered me her help. Her name is Cecilia Pirotto, and she's here with me today. Welcome, Cecilia, to my podcast, and maybe you can tell us what we're going to talk about today. Hello, Sylvia. Pleasure to be here in episode two. Yes. And as, as I was saying in episode one, I, I have a fascination with everything you do <laughs> and your guests and how you see the world. And today we are going to talk about people with sensitivities, sensory or also people that are just sensitive and sometimes we are told that we are fastidious. Oh, you're too picky. You're fastidious. Just get over. And in reality, uh, it's a thing. So it's definitely a thing. People that have, well, kids, adults that have sensitivities on an energy level, but also as, as an example, food, it's definitely a thing. And everybody's reacting a little bit different and on an outside source when you come in and you don't feel the same as those people what they feel what those children feel those adults feel you write it off as oh too complicated too fussy at that moment and I always say there's a reason why children and adults have certain ways of not cooperating or certain ways of not being able to do certain things I remember as a child, my mom had, I was the firstborn, I have a sister, but I'm the firstborn and there were some hand-me-downs, close hand-me-downs, you know, from cousins and friends. And I remember there was certain clothing, then I had to put it on, it just did not feel good. I liked what the clothing was, but I didn't feel good in how it made me feel. And not necessarily the material. It's not necessarily about how it looked, the colors, whatever. It was more how it made me feel on an energy level. And I refused at times, literally refused to put it on. And my, I, I could tell my mom was like, I'm at my wit's end with you. Why are you not cooperating with me? I firmly believe at that time, I couldn't put it in words how it made me feel. So how could I explain what was going on? Years later, it made sense. My mom definitely felt like I didn't want to cooperate. And I, I could feel that I, I, I felt like I was a problem child. And as an empath, you don't want to be a problem child. I truly felt she was on her wit's end because I just didn't want to cooperate because it felt weird. It felt uncomfortable again not the color not the material it was simply the energy attached and years later I realized what's really going on and it's not that I'm picky or that I'm a difficult child it was simply 
so much on an energy level that came together. And as a child, I couldn't really comprehend or even make sense of it at that moment. So I'm sure there's parents and children out there that have similar things happening. I would advise as a parent to really be aware of it and not just push your energy or what you need from that child onto that child, but I'm also maybe work with it, ask them why versus just get it done. I don't have the time. I feel as somebody that's very sensitive to get dismissed or like overseen or put in control, it actually just does the opposite, meaning you're going to learn not to stay true to yourself because again, you get told you're just, you're not the easiest child. You're just difficult, picky. You should just do what you should be doing because I'm the parent and I want you to do what you need me to do. I remember like for the longest time, my internal dialogue was, I'm complicated, I'm overly sensitive. This is, it's almost shameful at times, meaning ashamed in how you feel, where there's nothing to be ashamed about. It's simply who you are and how you function. And I had to, over years, transform that internal dialogue to to really truly tell myself there's nothing wrong in how I feel and how I I operate in this world and be truly unapologetically me with everything that comes and not refuse or wonder. So as a child, if you find yourself in a situation where you just feel this is not something you can do, whatever that might be, eating a certain food because it does something with your energy, meaning like on an energy level, you don't like the texture of the food or you don't, you don't like how it feels or how it smells. There's a reason why that comes up. It's kind of signs from the other side, giving you or the universe, giving you be aware. This is something that does not, does not work with your energy. That does not mean you're not good enough or you're picky or you're difficult. It just means listen to what comes up at that moment and try following it through. Also learning to communicate how it makes you feel versus to just allow it to happen and then get frustrated when it doesn't go your way. But in order to know what's going on, you have to be very conscious too. You have to, you have to be aware of why it's happening. If you don't know why it's happening, how can you express what's going on? As a parent, I will give you the advice, try not to overreact. Ask yourself, is this going to matter a month, a year from now? If it doesn't, let it go. Don't even waste any energy trying to force somebody to do something that's not really fitting their energy at that point. And you're not giving in. It's not giving in and not having any rules. It's simply you pick and choose when and how much you feel you need to be in control at that moment. And as I said before, as an empath, empaths don't like to be told, they don't like to be put in a certain position where they don't have any choices because they're very free spirited and they have to follow their heart. They have to follow their soul versus the mind. So if you're going to put them into a position where they can't be truly themselves, it actually just does the opposite for them. And when, when that happens, that can cause quite a bit of damage to the energy such as depression 
any kind of disorders such as eating disorders, because again, you're not in control. So you want to control something at that point. It can also cause the need of numbing because you're feeling so much, but you're not being understood in society. So the best way to not deal with it and not needing to go deeper and analyze why, how, when, where, and being true to yourself is to numb with alcohol, medication, drugs, whatever that might be. I feel a lot of customers that come in that have any kind of addictions and that do work with them, they are extremely sensitive. It's almost kind of like so sensitive, they have no idea what's really going on. They don't understand what energy even means at that point. And when you explain it to them uh, from, an, from my viewpoint, what I can see, it almost feels like it, I can see it in their, in their energy, how it all comes together and clicks. I'm like, oh my God, this, 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 that's why I'm feeling a certain way. So it's very important for them to truly understand themselves, to truly look at themselves and be, give them tools so they can step into their own energy at that point. You know, and I'm not saying any kind of addictions is simply from being oversensitive. I'm saying some of them, but there's definitely other, other reasons why some people choose that road too. But overall, and I look at them, most of them are super, super sensitive. They're huge empaths. Celia, and is it that you see, for example, you can give an example of a person that you have worked with and help a person with addictions. Because um, I certainly have friends with addictions and I always like, wow, that person is a mystery to me. Why is he harming his body? You know, for me, really, it's hard for me to understand. I understand that they there's a condition, there's suffering, right? Right. There's pain. Yeah, right. I can see that. Trauma, yes. Trauma, sometimes generational trauma. But what is it that you see in a session when you are seeing a person with an addiction? What I see, I see it's somebody that never got in touch with themselves. They can't own their own feelings. They don't know how, who they are. They have no idea what works for them, what doesn't work for them. What I also get from them, it's an escape at that moment. It's an escape to, again, not look at themselves. And I would say the, the most important part to kind of turn any kind of addictions, any kind of trauma around would be self-study, looking at yourself, analyzing yourself, go through that yucky, uncomfortable space and work with that. We can't just work with just light it has to be we have to do our shadow work as i say too meaning you have to look at the stuff that's very uncomfortable in order to make different choices different paths breaking family karma uh, you can't go and just assume by okay i come to a session she's giving me tools it's going to get better the main thing coming in anyone that has any kind of addictions trauma, I would say the first step is to look at yourself and be very, very aware of where you're at. Doesn't matter what comes up at that moment, be okay with feeling that and working through that. I, um, I worked with uh, a person 
where I gave out affirmations and I advised that person to look in the mirror while doing the affirmation. And this person was completely like, I can't do that. I'm not ready to look at myself. I already knew right then and there. So whatever I'm going to give her or him will be only half done because she's already refusing to truly make that leap and be honest and look at herself and doing these affirmations by looking in the mirror is way more powerful than just saying them and not pretty much not being aware of what you're saying. So I knew right then and there, I can give the tools all I want. I can guide her into the right direction. But in the end, it's her choice how much she wants to actually see or be on that next path, on that easier path, on the path of self-love, self-healing. And I, I felt right then and there, it's very slim that that person will be able to be honest with themselves. Again, that can change. People change. People change in energy. And I feel my job is just to trust at that point. I gave everything I could and make them aware of where it's still kind of like a little bit blocked. And then it's their free will when they want to completely look at themselves at that moment and work with it and transform and change into lighter, more productive energy. So Sylvia, if you could give an advice to people in general that have sensitivities, either with feelings, right? For example, mm -hmm. when I go to a thrift store, oh. Salvation <laughs> Army or whatever, I cannot. I, I hear my friends have a great time. They go there. They find amazing things. I cannot walk in there. Same with me. So any kind of um, thrift stores, Salvation Army, antique stores, it does not work with me. Anything used, anything handed down for me, it's super hard to work with. I'm going to give you this. The first thing I would say, be aware, everything is energy. So if that furniture piece or that clothing you're buying was in possession of a family or a person and it got worn or just a long time in their, in their possession, so there's a lot of energy attached from the environment where it was in. Same with closing. If that person had anxieties, depression, or anything like that, it gets left behind. It gets left behind with items, right? So you can go into a thrift store, buy some clothes, bring it home. It looks absolutely beautiful, and you're super happy that this girl has an awesome piece for very low, uh, very low price, but you're putting it on and everything just feels not quite right. Happened actually to me. Funny story, my friend, she gave me her clothes and she had high-end clothing. We had the same size. I was super excited. I don't have anxieties at all. Got up the next morning, was super excited to try them on, put them on, and immediately I, my anxieties went through the roof. And I couldn't figure out why. I was like, this makes no sense. I have nothing to be anxious about. Even called up my husband. Something is up. I'm not sure why I'm so anxious. And he said to me, are you wearing so-and-so's clothes? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, maybe you want to try to take it off 
or get in touch with her to see if this is how she feels. So I texted this person and she got back, oh yeah, this is a constant state I'm in. I'm always anxious. So I was like, well, this is not gonna work. What do I do? So I took all the clothes, I washed them. I made sure like intentionally blessed them. I tried everything under the sun, blessing. I saged the, the clothes. I, I tried everything, washing it. I did like five washes, like five times repeated it. And there were only two pieces out of like 10 I could actually keep. Everything else was still attached with her energy. And I told myself in order for me to stay balanced, I have to make a decision. I can certainly go and wear them. It's not gonna balance my energy at this point. So I sadly had to let go pretty much all the pieces. Yeah, live and learn. Same with antique shops. You bring in old furniture that has tons of energy attached. Unless you are absolutely extremely strong in transforming energy, it's gonna be pretty hard to take off any old energy attached to that piece of furniture. So you wanna ask yourself, is it gonna be worth it to bring that into your space and maybe, you know, mess up the whole entire energy you build up so much and so hard to get it balanced and where you wanna be, is it really worth it? And I'm not saying don't support local stores, just if you're super sensitive, if you're aware of how it makes you feel, I would advise you not to, not to do it, not to buy it, to be honest with you. I have a friend, she owns an antique store. I would love to support her. I would love to go in and say, I would like to buy this, 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 but I can't. I, I, I actually, when I go visit her, I stay in the front, like in the very entrance and I don't move because it feels so overwhelming with everything that's going on. For me, it's simply not, it's not worth it. Same with used cars. I can sense what was in that car before, before me. <laughs> if that person had road rage, it's gonna be a really big issue for me because I will take on that energy and have road rage. Hairdressers, if you go to a hairdresser and this person has an off day, you know, what they put through their scissors will be attached to your energy. It's, it's all attached, same with their chair, chairs. And I try, I have a lot of customers there, hairdressers, and I try to tell them, please sage, bless, do whatever you have to do your space a lot, because every person that sits in that chair leaves some energy behind. So if you come in and you're super, super sensitive, you're gonna take that with you, as you know, if you're with people who have really high energy, very motivated, very happy, and you're in that space, you tend to feel energized, happy, motivated, right? Energy kind of transforms energy. So, but if you're with people that are heavy, depressed, sad, not very balanced at that moment, it will show up too. You will feel down, sad, tired, whatever comes up at that moment. Right, absolutely. Same with, same with when you go places. If you sit down 
and a hairdresser is not five minutes. You're not going to go in and have a five minute situation. You're going to go in and you have maybe an hour sitting in that chair. So in an hour, a lot of energy can be left behind subconsciously. Obviously, we can't tell everyone you have to go to the hairdresser and you have to be absolutely on top and your best. I mean, that's just not possible. But you can be aware of what's going to happen when I go and how does it feel and what can I do to not take on that energy. So when I go to a hairdresser, when I come in, I actually visualize the chair I'm going to be sitting in in gold. And gold has to do with divine protection, divine guidance, divine purpose. So it's kind of like a visualization, just kind of wrap it in gold, making sure it's in my highest good. And then I say quietly, I'm going to just remove all the energies that are not really appropriate for me and transform them into something nice, positive. And then I'm ready to go sit and have my, my haircut, my color done. But this is my job in order to hold my energy. Like I feel this is my job and not necessarily the hairdresser's job because a hairdresser is a hairdresser and not necessarily an energy worker. So that's their job to just do their hair, but it's my job to be aware of how does it make me feel at that moment. And I am in charge. I can take control. I can make any transformations if I'm consciously in that space. Food is a very interesting, I, I'm very fascinated with that. I had a dinner with some friends and this person loves to cook. She always told me that she's always tired and very cold. And I just didn't really pay attention. For me, it was like, okay, you're tired and cold. That doesn't really affect me at this point. So they invited us for dinner and she put all her energy into this food and we ate it. It was so delicious. And I was like, this is absolutely amazing. Love doing this again. Not even like 15 minutes after I consumed my food, I started to feel tired and cold. And I was like, what is going on? I'm a very, wow, I know, incredible. I'm like, I'm a pretty energized, pretty balanced person. I wouldn't know why this would happen right now. And I just kind of like, maybe it's just because it's late, you know, it's just the evening, letting it go, don't overanalyze it. Well, I got up the next morning, still tired, cold. It took me four days, four days I was in that space. And I realized day two, I think I took on her energy through her food she made because she put so much energy into that food. It was her passion. She wanted to show it to me. She was so energized and just happy about doing this, but her energy was still attached and went right through the food and I felt it. So how do you want to deal with that? You want to be a normal person like everybody else. You want to have dinner with your spouse. You want to go out. You want to go to dinner parties. You want to you wanna be a normal, normal, whatever normal means, but normal energy. How are you going to deal with that? I learned to bless everything I consume. So I'm very conscious, even if I make it myself. I always take five, 10 seconds to just kind of do a little blessing over whatever I'm consuming or drinking at that moment. And it can be very quick, something like I'm going to banish all negative energy from this food, blessing it with divine love and light. So it has the perfect energy for me. Very simple, very effective, but 
you have to be conscious and you have to you have to be able to catch yourself before you're going to start consuming it if you get sensitive oh wow Celia can you repeat what you just said the the little blessing sure so what I say before I consume or drink anything is quietly to myself I'm going to banish all negative energy from this food and drink and bless it with divine love and light so it has the perfect energy for my energy for my being and that helps quite a bit to kind of just take away all the stuff that's not necessarily balanced for your energy and you're still going to be able to somewhat enjoy that meal the company and be like a normal person be you at that moment and another question for you. So we, we learned that things have attached energy. Do you have any experience of a place that has good energy? Like every time you go has a good energy? For me. What is your happy place, Sylvia? <laughs> a place that you go and you can, you know, it's going to be a good energy. Maybe a restaurant, maybe the ocean. Like we both live close to the ocean. Ocean, yes. Nature is definitely my happy place. And I want to say my office, my house, this is very, it's my, it's my sanctuary, but I build up in my energy. My house, nature, woods, trail running, it's my place to be, recharging, being. But even there, I have to be careful. There's places that have really old energy and yeah, that can be really messy for me. So we have Purgatory Chasm up in, I think it's in Blackstone, Massachusetts. And not my place to be. Same with Acadia. And in Exeter, Rhode Island, I lived there for not even a half year because I couldn't take the energy. It's old energy. It's very old Native American. Even nature, I have to be very, very aware of. Where do I go? How much time do I spend there? And I'm not avoiding it. I think I'm just more aware of it, where it feels okay and where not. And if I feel like I have to go for whatever reason, whatever comes up, and I have to, I have, I have no choice. I have to stay in that space. Again, I will do a quick blessing of the space or my energy, put the bubble, the invisible bubble around me. So I'm not taking on all that heavier energy for me but again you have to be aware of it sometimes you're just like oh don't even think about it just go and do my stuff and then after you're like what the it doesn't feel good it does not feel good at all so going back to sensitive children sensitive adults so be okay if a child doesn't want to go to a certain place or doesn't want to meet with a certain adult there's a reason why they act up at that moment don't just dismiss it as being difficult. Ask yourself, why is that energy not willing to be in their space? Something is drawing them off at that moment. And the more you can actually feel with that versus trying to just be on an ego trip and trying to control that situation because you're a parent, the easier it will be to, to deal with, with your child. The more sympathy, the more understanding you can give the better the outcome will be for either one of you. The relationship between of you, for yourself, you're going to be less stressed because it's not going to throw another fit, another tantrum, and your child will feel being seen, being understood. So you're helping everyone in this process. 
I always say if children have a certain tantrum, as you say, certain fit, 99% it's something that doesn't resonate with them, but they don't know how to express themselves. And I imagine with adults too, sometimes we don't have the vocabulary or the awareness to put it in words. Right. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't even consciously click at that moment why certain things come up at that time. Absolutely. But I feel like by having a podcast about energy and explaining a little bit how I had certain situations come up in my life, maybe there's people out there that could say, well, yeah, that happened to me, but I had no idea this has to do with energy. I had no idea this is actually a real thing. I just thought, you know, I'm being difficult right now. Uh, I'm being picky right now. 99% it's not the case. I would say your soul, your energy knows what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And you can work with it and be aware of it. Try to be aware of it and listen to what comes up. Know yourself. Or you can avoid it and you're going to be having long-term consequences such as getting sick, joint issues, any kind of like feeling super tired, exhaustion, any kind of addictions. Um, it can go into various things if you're not listening to what your soul, what your, what your energy needs. Being true to yourself, being unapologetically you, falling through with what comes up within without feeling uh, weird, sad, or guilty for doing so is the most important part for a sensitive person. Absolutely. Well, that all sounds wonderful because probably I'm learning about this as an adult, right? It's right. like relearning how to be aware, how to honor your feelings because, for example, this is funny, but when I don't feel good with a person, now that I know you and I ask you, Sylvia, can you tune in with this? And you, then you tell me, it's like, well, I'm asking Sylvia, but I already knew. Right. I already knew, but I'm an adult. It's like I've been living my life for many, many years like this. And now I have to all of a sudden, what, trust right. myself? We are so busy. We get put into a position where... You get told from very early on, this is going to be how your life should be. You go to school, you're going to stay really good at school. You're going to be expected to have a certain job, a certain goal, a certain career, whatever. And you forget about what's really important, to be honest. We learn to exist, but not to live. And I think what happens is through all this more, better, faster lifestyle, we forget, we, we completely put ourselves kind of like in the back and say, that can come later, or that's not really something I want to actually deal with right now, or it's just in my head, it's not a big deal. And then comes a certain situation where you might lose a job, you might, you might have some downtime because whatever, circumstances, life circumstances, and you start to be able to have a little bit more time with yourself, and you realize, oh, well, there's way more there than and way more to look at and way more coming up and not getting pushed and stuffed down than in a in everyday life when we when we go to work when we are in a in a busy schedule we are we are hustling through life as you say that's where energy comes in more you're more aware of it it's like talking to spirit if you're always busy and your head is always on the go it doesn't matter how much they want to connect with you. You will never pick it up. You're too busy. Your mind is too 
occupied to take the signs, the symbols, to notice that there's energy there. If you slow down and really kind of just go with the flow, that's when you can kind of consciously can come in and that's when you can recognize what's really going on from the other side, same here. When you start slowing down, and that's why a lot of people do yoga, meditation, any kind of walking, nature, that's when people find, oh, I'm way more sensitive than I had an idea. And I would say, yes, of course, you had no idea how sensitive you are, and you're already picking up on some clues from other people. So of course, you already knew that certain people might not be good for your energy. But then coming to me, and for me, this is so normal. I get up, everything is energy. It's not just like I go get up and I'm going to wait until two o'clock when I have my first customer to actually be aware of what I have to do. This is nonstop. You get up, you're going to be very aware of how you're going to get up, what you want to set your intentions for the day, the same for like, what are you going to eat for breakfast? How are you going to start your morning? Sets the whole tone for your entire day. Same, you know, like I feel for me, it's so easy to be in the days all the time because I chose to do that. This is my livelihood. This is my, this is my passion where I think most people didn't have a choice or don't want to or can't for whatever reason. So it's, of course, harder to harvest and, and cultivate that. Right, right. Definitely something that that's why I'm so fascinated with, um, with what you do, because it does is self awareness is learning about you, uh, being more in touch with deep inside, we already know, but right. it's been quiet for so long. Right. Um, it's, it's fascinating to find words for how we feel and be able to express it or to acknowledge it at least for ourselves. I would say the best thing you can do for yourself is to get to know yourself. If you know yourself in how you feel, how you function, the good, the bad, whatever comes with you. I mean, nobody is perfect, but we can try to be our best version every day. If you can try working on that, it will affect every aspect of your life because whatever you are sending out in energy, consciously, subconsciously will attract or not attract at that moment. So I would say the most important part in anything we do is learning to know who we are, despite of feeling uncomfortable, despite of stuff coming up that might be not so fun to work through because it's not fun it's not fun to go into that shadow work but in order to come out and be your best possible version it's a must it's top priority and I remember years back I told myself in order to do my job I had to be unapologetically me and be brutally honest with myself and what comes up within me you know certain things you are able to do on your own and transform on your own and certain things, maybe it's good to have some outside help, such as a counselor, therapist, spiritual advisor, to get some tools and ideas to be more aware of why certain things come up. So there's nothing wrong if you feel there's certain things you don't know why this is happening. 
and you feel stuck and you can't transform that on your own, to reach out and get some guidance in whatever area you feel guided to do. And I feel, again, that has to be, again, with honesty, being honest with yourself. And everybody needs some help once in a while. There's no shaming in asking for help to get to that next level. But it's a pretty big part to be spiritually balanced, to work on yourself every day. That's wonderful. That's a wonderful advice. And thank you so much for talking about people with sensitivities with so much clarity and honesty. Right. It is definitely, I think people with sensitivities, it's a wonderful gift, but I do think there's some level of suffering because everything is in the surface. I remember um, a friend of mine, she said to me, and she's highly, highly sensitive. She said to me, it will be easier to not feel anything than I don't have to take responsibility over so much and look at so many things. If I would be just numb to things, I don't have that much responsibility over how I step into the world. So I do feel at times anyone that's super sensitive feels sometimes very overwhelmed because they always show up so pure and so open and honest and they expect that everybody else is on that level too but it's simply not possible we all have different ways of how we want to go through through life so to expect that everybody else is on that same level as as an empath as you as a highly sensitive person is an expectation and expectations as we all know are there to be broken so i would say just if if you're in that situation where you feel like you know, I show up as my best possible self. I work really hard. I'm, I'm honest. I do my self-work, self-study. I expect that from you too. I would say step back and maybe instead of expecting that, maybe send them energy that they can um, maybe someday, whenever they feel ready, find their path to look at themselves. Don't try to make somebody change. You can't you can't change them, but you can change how you react and how you interact with that person at that moment. And as we all know, you're better off leading by example versus trying to, to force somebody to see something that's not, it's not possible at that point. Respecting it, but you don't ever have to accept it. Oh, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. Sylvia, before we go, I would like to remind all the people listening to this episode that they can send you questions, right? Yes. Yes. I would love to hear back any kind of feedback, suggestions for future episodes. You can do so by either logging on to my website at www.sylviasisson.com, Sylvia with an I, or send me an email at sylvia at sylviasisson.com. And I'm more than happy to see the suggestions and ideas. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for another wonderful talk about a very interesting topic. I certainly enjoyed it. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad I could make some sense of why certain children act up, why certain parents might feel frustrated with their children, and how energy works. I think it's very important to make that more aware out into the world how does energy work nothing is as it seems everything can change and everything can 
be left behind. So what do you leave behind? How do you step into the world every day? What do you give at that moment? That's wonderful. And we will talk more about energy, right? In the next episode. Yes, yes energy. I'm not sure what we're going to do yet, but yes, I think that's definitely a huge, huge um, passion of mine because I do see energy and it's, I would love to educate people a little bit more how it works, how it functions and what we can do to hold our energy or improve our energies. Again, how we step out into the world that will make all the difference.